Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oleg in Winnipeg writes in and says, Rod is fighting so hard. My awesome comments. One day I'll win him over for one. Well, at least you're now speaking in first person. The fact that you've been writing in in third person for several years, it's... I will. I refuse to read your comments in third person. So that's why, Oleg, if you spoke like a normal person, I'd read your comment. How about that? How about that? This is the Rod Peterson Show. How about that? Hey, everybody. Welcome. I love that. I love it. That's the How one the that? people love the most. Rick Regan. How about that? It's the RP Show. We're coming at you live. It's your boy, RP, on the Game Plus Television Network. WQEE Radio. I welcome all the new viewers and listeners that we picked up at Super Bowl week in Las Vegas. Hi! You're going to love us. 1,179 shows in. That's what we're doing here today. It really is a Canadian sports show, so if that's not your jam, I invite you to turn it off right now. But we talk a lot of uh, U.S. topics, and we have a lot of fun. And let's bring in the moose, Darren Moose DuPont. He's in Toronto. Hi, Moose. What's that? Good day. What is that? What is that? <laughs> what is it? Uh, what is that? Some plants and a waterfall, and uh, you know, it's kind of one of those cannabis uh, painting things. Uh, cannabis? Canvas. Canvas. Oh, <laughs> you got a can- cannabis painting on your wall. Okay, fair. All right, I got gotcha. you. All that right, would be all unique. right. Coming up on the program, yeah, coming up on the program today, Matthew Barnaby will be joining us, uh, NHL Super Pest, 18th all-time in penalty minutes. Boy, we got a lot to talk with Barney about, one of my favorite all-time NHLers. And Kathy Goche will join us with our partnership of Curling Canada. And I did bring my bell out to start the show. Kathy Goche, three-time Scottish champion, uh, broadcaster, and we have breaking news from the curling world. Jennifer Jones announcing her retirement at the end of this upcoming season. Kathy Goche won a national championship with JJ. So that's something we'll get into again with our partnership with Curling Canada. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? And we'll go from there. Thank you so much. This appeals to everybody. The big story. It's what we opened the show with today. It's the biggest story in sports. This is what it is to me. The longest Super Bowl game in history will also go down as the most watched TV program in history. According to Nielsen Ratings, Kansas City's 25-22 overtime victory over San Francisco in Super Bowl 58 averaged 123.4 million viewers across television and streaming Sunday night. That shattered last year's mark of 115.1 million. The game was televised by CBS, Nickelodeon, and Univision and streamed on Paramount+. Plus and as well as the NFL's digital platforms. Some of the increase can be attributed to a change in the way viewers are counted with out-of-home viewers from all 50 states included for the first time. So number one, I have written in all caps, how did they do it? How did they just do all of it? Number two, am I the only one who cares? 
So when I talk about the NFL coming from the pack, like my guy Johnny O, talked to him today. Johnny O, we had a great workout this morning. He wasn't there, but he texted me later, and he talked about the top four sports in North America and where they all fit in. The NFL wasn't number one, Darren. I know you have a tough time believing that it wasn't always number one, but baseball was. MLB was America's pastime, and they say it still is, kind of like lacrosse is still Canada's national sport, but let's be honest, it's hockey. How did the NFL do this? And I asked that, and it's not rhetorical. I want to know. And nobody ever seems to have an answer. Now, if I may go first, it is the Rod Peterson show. It's not just Roger Goodell, although he has taken it to new levels. There's no doubt. But uh, Roselle, Tagliabue, they were, all, they were all wonderful commissioners. But a lot of it is marketing. The pizza is just about the same everywhere you go, Darren. It really is. We all have our favorites, but the pizza is largely the same everywhere. How's it marketed? Do you know what I'm saying? And the NFL, yeah. just somebody got in there and wing, 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 wing. You're everywhere you turn around. It's NFL. It's in your face everywhere you go. NFL, NFL, NFL. I want to sit. Look, you were with me in L.A. at Super Bowl. It was not only no different here in Vegas or when we were in Vegas. I'm in Florida now. But it's even more so that come on in. Get in here. Here's a uh, pass for you around your neck. Take as many photos as you want. And if you don't want, if your photos don't turn out, use our photos. You know, come on in, come on, let's all get together. Spend your money. And if you don't have money, put it on your credit card. Spend, spend, spend. Love having you here. It's all very inclusive, right? It's very inclusive. And that's kind of what I think, that's, that would be right off the top of my head, how the NFL did it. I'm not saying I'm right, but that's what I see. What do you think? I agree with you on the inclusivity. I mean, that's what it is. They want you to be a part of it. And, you know, if you can't afford the fancy $500 a night um, parties at Super Bowl, there's things that are 20 bucks for you to get in and have the fan experience or cheaper. There's free things. There's everything in between. So wherever you lie on the economic spectrum, there is a way to enjoy the game. You know, if you can't afford the fancy TV package to watch it at home, you can go down to the bar and watch it for free there. You know what I mean? There's all types of ways to get involved. Um, but for me, whenever you're marketing a sport like this, and I've seen the best ones do it, you have to create a reason for me to watch. I was having this conversation yesterday, you know, about amateur sports. And, we, and I look back at TSN marketing the World Juniors. They took this product that was whatever, and they said, you have to watch this. And they said, this is in the 80s and 90s, they said, Canada's Hockey pride hangs in the balance with how this team does at this tournament. So if they win, we're great. If they lose, we suck. So now we're all invested because, oh, my God, my pride, my identity um, as a Canadian lies in the balance. And what did the NFL do? They picked up off of college football where Oklahoma versus Texas. Oh, my God, my, my pride hangs in the balance with this result. And at the NFL level, you know where every player comes from. He's from Ohio State University, from the, you know, Ohio State, from Michigan, from Nebraska, from wherever. They say it in all the pregames, and now it's translated into, you know, where you're from, where your team is. Uh, they've really created an investment where you need to watch. And uh, I don't know, it's worked like crazy. There's, so that's Darren's point, and then, and then I have mine, and I invite the audience for theirs. Uh, Jack Fulton's watching from Vulcan, Alberta. He writes in and he says, two of my favorite people right here, Rod and Darren. Happy birthday, Jack. God love Facebook. Um, Brent Waltman, 
watching in Wellington, Florida. Writes in and he says, I love the Blue Jays' choice of shirt today, guessing to promote opening of spring training. Just hang on. That's coming up in our quick six show topics, believe it or not. Carlos in Indianapolis says, are those viewership numbers U.S. only or worldwide? U.S. only, brah. U.S. only. 123.4 million average viewers. At some point, 59% of Americans tuned in. Have you done the demographics of people that, with the languages they speak? There are people watching that didn't even know how to speak English. Because of what Darren said, it's the thing to do. Somehow, and if you could sell that, everybody would buy it. So I don't, I don't really know how they did it. And I think if, every, if everybody knew, we'd have full stadiums in every league, but we don't. So how did they do it? From Allen in Saskatoon, he says the Rod Peterson show is growing because of the amazing marketing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We break the bank on our marketing budget. That's for sure. Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, writes in. He says, uh, he says, Matthew Betts signing a futures contract with the BC Lions, the most... Da -da -da -da. I haven't got to CFL free agent. Nelson, just sit back. At this point, as you know, it's the warm-up, where we do the talking and come up with the topics. So, we, well, the CFL free agency does open today, but I'm not, I'm not there. Oh, he signed with Detroit Lions. He came from the BC Lions, but he signed with Detroit Lions. Uh, I'm not there yet. Not there mentally. Number two point, NHL leftovers. This is where I am mentally. And our older viewers are going to get this. And the younger viewers need to just perk up and pay attention. Igor Shosturkin stopped 30 shots for his first shutout of the season. And the New York Rangers beat the Calgary Flames 2-0 Monday night for their fifth straight win. I love the game for a lot of reasons. I love a goaltending battle, obviously, goalie guy. Um, I love that the Flames hung with the Rangers, one of the top teams in the NHL. It was a really great game. Jacob Markstrom was fantastic for the Flames, but he couldn't score goals. And that was their problem last night. But get this, Darren. That was Shesterkin's 12th career shutout. And you know how I love game notes and history and stuff? Igor Shesterkin tied Mike Richter for the fourth most 30-save shutouts on record by a Rangers netminder behind Hendrik Lundqvist. Gump Worsley, and Ed Giacomin. Now, a lot of those names won't mean anything to you. And that's fine. And, and I shouldn't speak for you, but for a lot of people, they won't. But it reminds me of the conversation with Ron Duguay when Duguay was on here. I think it was the last time he was on. It was around Hall of Fame time. And he was like, Rod, Ron Duguay, the Ron Duguay, said, Rod, how do you feel about Henrik Lundqvist getting into the Hockey Hall of Fame? Does he deserve to go? And I'm like, well, it doesn't matter anymore, Dukes. I guess he's the greatest goalie in Rangers history. He's like, no, he's not. Look up the Ranger goalies. And I'm a goalie guy, right? Mike Richter at least won a Stanley Cup. Henrik didn't. And the Gumper, Eddie Jockman, those are the greats, Darren. <laughs> and this is what echoed in my mind. The intuition that I get. I was like, when did it turn from having a Hall of Fame career to a popularity contest? It happened right before my eyes, and gagnabbit, I wasn't paying attention because I was out trying to have a Hall of Fame career myself. When did it turn from having the numbers and the championships to just, he's a good guy, and he looks great on TV, so let's put him in the Hall of Fame. Please tell me, because I don't know how that happened. I missed it. <laughs> I know. Um, it's not like Henrik Lundqvist just 
had a career. He was pretty darn good for a long time um, and, and put up some great numbers. But he didn't win. They didn't win the Stanley Cup. You had maybe the best goalie in the game or one of the best goalies in the game in, that, in his career. He was always you know, a top three, top five goalie, and a lot of times the best goalie in the league, but they never won a Stanley Cup. It did shift. It did shift, um, you know, in the world of, okay, and not that, you know, analytics are good because they're, they're showing us a little more about the game, but it's a little bit of that, you know. Um, how do I tell you that I'm a good player because well, I'm not scoring goals? Well, I'm not scoring goals, Rod, but I'm doing these things. I'm doing all this other stuff. You know, look There's at me over here. Give like me some that. recognition. There's a lot of yeah, a lot of guys like that out there. Anyways, yes. So it goes with it, no, it goes with the time, you know. And uh, well, my kid didn't win the race, but uh, uh, his shoelaces were tied up, and he, you know, his shorts were clean. So can he have a trophy for that? Can somebody please? Are the topics on the table? I want some answers today. How did the NFL jump past not only all the other sports, but leave them so far in the dust? You don't even think about the other sports. How did the NFL do that? And two, how did the Hall of Fames go from being a meritocracy, you have to have the merit to get in, to a popularity contest? I don't understand how that happened. But it, but it really sucks for a guy like me because I really loved the Hall of Fame debate, man. I loved it, I loved it, I, I loved it. I could talk about it all day, every day, and I don't even care about the Hall of Fames. And that sucks. Other NHL leftovers, Travis Konechny had a goal and two assists. Scott Lawton had, had a goal and a helper. Philadelphia rallied to beat Arizona 5-3. Uh, in New Jersey, All-Star Jack Hughes had a goal and an assist, and the Devils handed Seattle their third straight loss, 3-1. And in Vegas, Joel Erickson X scored twice, and Minnesota got his third straight win, beating Vegas 5-3. The loss spoiled Vegas defenseman Alex Petrangelo's 1,000th career game. And uh, the Flower did not play for the Wild. I don't know the ins and outs of this. I'm not following the, pad, the Golden Knights or the Wild uh, anymore. Like I am the Panthers, so I don't know why the Flower didn't play. Was he hurt? You would think going into Vegas, you would start the Flower. Somebody want to tell me why they didn't? I, I don't know the answer to that. By the way, folks, the Telemiracle 50-50 is live now. I see the pots going on up like George and Wheezy every day now. It's jumping by leaps and bounds. So thank you. But if you haven't bought your tickets yet, please do so. we got a couple more weeks to have that happen. It's another way to support Telemiracle 48 and have the chance to win half the jackpot. It's truly a win-win for Saskatchewan residents. Get your tickets now at telemiracle5050.com. We call it Saskatchewan's charity. Everybody knows Telemiracle. Ring those phones. You can help out online now because it is 2024. Telemiracle5050.com. We got a couple minutes here in that it is the opening day of Canadian Football League free agency. And uh, we're big CFL fans. I'm by no means anymore a CFL insider. I, th I hope that the CFL looks at things this offseason and says, uh, we got we to gotta do something different with this legal tampering period that they've put in. And they're not the only league to do it. I, I get why they did all of that. But it backfired in that, well, teams were making offers to potential free agents and free agents were shopping around their wares, it would have been nice if they'd waited for today. But you and I also know, Darren, it's 2024. So if they'd struck a deal, A.J. Ouellette, the Georgian, the Georgia Peach running back signing, leaving Toronto for Sask, they couldn't have kept that secret for a week. They couldn't have. No. So today, 
It's as, it's anticlimactic. If I say that and it pisses you off, that's your problem, not mine, because it's the truth. It's not like we used to have Mike Riley, Bolivar Mitchell, Zach Caleros. All were free agents. It's like, ah, oh, give me some. Here's your top names in free agency today. It's our poll question for Key Auto Group. Uh, at the Key Auto Group in Yorkton, they're driven by safety. Experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. And uh, we said, who's the number one names on the board for you? Uh, yesterday, Coach Phil Reacts was on here. He said his is Simone Lawrence. We also threw Jake Dolagala in there because he was the next one in the 306 anointed last uh, season. And Matthew Betts, the guy that we just talked about, uh, the award-winning defensive lineman for the BC Lions, who Nelson has informed us, has signed a futures contract with Detroit. So, <laughs> so that's screwed up. It ain't a great free agent day. So who's leading, Clark? Do we have a, uh, a body of work? Do we have a number? What do we got? Uh, Matthew Betts at 46%. So that news just came down today, and I think Farhan broke the news. So yeah, CFL free agency could be better today than what it is. But it's still worth following. We'll be back with uh, more. We're only halfway through the Quick 6 show topics. We're live on the Game Plus television network. WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event visit emjmarketing.com. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, we're cooking with gas today, I'll tell you that. We got people fired up. I'm fired up. We're getting Darren fired up. And uh, we got breaking news from the curling world. Jennifer Jones announcing she'll be retiring at the end of the curling year and also Kathy Goche will be joining us in hour two broadcaster three times Scottish champion Jennifer Jones teammate to talk about that as part of his uh, part of our partnership with curling Canada and also news today multiple double platinum artists the Reclaws will get the 2024 Montana's Briar off to a rousing start when they play a free concert at the patch on March 1st, it was announced today, fresh off their incredibly successful 2023 and the release of their new single, I Grew Up on a Farm. Last week, the popular sibling act of Jenna and Stuart Walker will set a partying tone for the most famous national curling championship in the world. The patch with a capacity of 4,200 will be located at the Viterra International Trade Center at the Real District, a short indoor walk away from the action on the ice at the Brent Center. Don't you want to be there? You can.
curling.ca slash tickets to get your tickets. Tell them the RP show sent you. There you go. Montana's Briar presented by AGI. Let's bring the moose in. We got a lot of topics on the table. Moose, some good ones, eh? I came ready to go today. John Ohm. Ohm. Right City says Toronto media, specifically the Maple Leafs, is a joke. Don't slap shot a puck into an empty net at the end of the game. Give me a flipping break. John, slow down on the coffees today, John Ohm. Uh, <laughs> this Morgan Riley, um, Ridley Gregg thing has been so much fun to watch from afar. And the one thing is, in 2024, as you know, people can't argue like civilized people. They can't debate. So I'm just kind of, in you know, without name calling and you're stupid. And maybe, maybe. But I've really enjoyed following the commentary. I gave my thoughts. And I like this. I like that Ryan Reeves of the Leafs came out and said, let's make hockey violent again. I'm all for it. You know, when I said that Ridley Gregg didn't do anything wrong, I take it a slap shot into an empty net, rubbing it in the Leafs face. You, you go ahead and do that. But also, Morgan Raleigh didn't do anything wrong by cross-checking him in the face. My brother, the cowboy, says, Darren, at the end of the day, when all's said and done, when we leave this shitty world, old school will be what's left standing. That's from my brother. Right? And I believe that. Um, but I know you don't look at it totally like I do. So no. did, did you even agree when I said neither one did anything wrong or not? I think it's awesome. I don't think either one did anything wrong either. Um, I, I try and balance the old school and the new school, you know, and I kind of come from a foot in both. Um, <clears throat> now, this doesn't quite make sense because I think John Ohm is a Rough Rider fan, but he's in Winnipeg. So, you know, imagine it's the Banjo Bowl in Winnipeg and the Riders are up 45-14 and there's a minute left and they're on the one-yard line. They're not necessarily you know, trying to rub it in, but they score and spike the ball. Everybody floods to the end zone. They start doing a choreographed dance as they're up by 45 points in front of the Blue Bomber fans. You don't think they'd be pissed off? You don't think they would want to do something about it the next time they play? Talk about it in the media? Of course they would. Him slap shotting the puck into an empty net was not just scoring into an empty net. That was rubbing salt in the wound rubbing their face in it and showing all the fans, you know, nah, nah, we gotcha, you suck. And, you know, the Leafs took exception to that, as they should. I thought it was fun. I went, I meant to say this yesterday. I don't know why I didn't, but we were coming home from a banjo bowl back in the day, flying home on a direct charter with the Rough Riders and Hugh Charles, Hugh Flippin' Charles, number 21, star tailback with us former Colorado Buffalo, he always did backflips after touchdowns. And we lost the game like 42 to 7 or something. And Hughes out doing black. He scored the touchdown, and he's doing backflips in the end zone. And I'll never forget. I was sitting beside him on the plane on the way home, and one of the players came by, some veteran guy, I can't remember, like, like a Nate Davis type, you know, or something like that, and just leaned over into his seat on the plane and goes, yeah, Hugh? you might not want to do backflips when we're losing by 35 points. Just, you know, sometimes you got to be told. You got to cross-check to him in the face. Yeah. 
but that wouldn't be nearly as much fun. Regarding how did the NFL just jump to the top of the pack in sports and leave everybody else in the dust? Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, writes in again and says, the NFL's success is attributed to three things. Fantasy football, storytelling, and technology. Well, how about that? Um, which all these other leagues could have done. I'm not sure that he mentioned marketing in there. And I, to me, that's the biggest reason that they did it. But, uh, yeah. I, I'm not saying any of these answers are wrong either, by the way. Mike O'Moran writes in on the Hall of Fame debate where I said, for those that are just joining us, where did it go from a meritocracy, you got into the Hall of Fame based on merit, what you did in your career, to now being a popularity contest, because that's what it is. It's not an election. It ain't. It's an appointment. There's a difference. And Mike O'Moran writes in and he says, the way I look at the Hall of Fame is that it's a snapshot of eras by memorializing the best of the best in their respective eras. Well, you might look at it that way, but the leagues and the committees do not. Because Pierre Turgeon went into this year's Hall of Fame class. He couldn't tie Theron Fleury's skates. Okay? That's just the way that it is. So, yeah, uh, I, I appreciate you saying that, but it's, it's Pierre Turgeon? Anyways, we're getting so, so backed up here. Um, or off, off target. And that's on me. That's on me. Okay. Back on point, Moose. Uh, point four, NBA stats. Victor Webanyama had 27 points and a career-high 10 blocks. Devin Vassell added 25 points. And the visiting San Antonio Spurs snapped a seven-game NBA slide by routing the Toronto Raptors 122-99 on Monday. I'm mentioning it. We're not going to analyze it. But if the Raptors are losing to the Spurs, they're in bigger trouble than I thought. Point five. Money can buy a lot of things, including Shohei Otani and Yoshinobu Yamamoto, a pair of Japanese superstars that the Dodgers bought for more than a billion dollars. And now the journey begins to see if it'll buy them a championship. Major League Baseball spring training opens for 28 of 30 teams over the next few days, with pitchers and catchers reporting to sites in Arizona and here in beautiful Florida. The Dodgers and San Diego Padres are already in camp getting a head start because they'll open the regular season on March 20th in Seoul, Korea. That might be a wonderful poll question. Are you ready for baseball to start? Um, sure. Why not? I'm not going to be following it, but yeah, go ahead. You? Not yet. Not yet. Um... I'm not thinking about it. I'm we lost not him. ready for it. Or is it I, just, I can't hear him. I'm not. Did you lose me? Maybe it's okay. me. Well, hey, guys. Maybe it's you. I can't um, hear Darren. You might be carrying the rest of this. I, <laughs> I'm not ready for baseball. Um, we're going to get Rod back in here. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not ready for it. I was thinking about it when Shohei was, you know, that whole, uh, you know, it, whatever you want to call it, the sweepstakes for Shohei Otani were going on. I was thinking about it on a daily basis. And at that moment, for about a week, I was thinking about opening day and I was excited. But I'm not thinking about it. I'm not ready for it. I'm not excited. Um, I will be when we get to April. I think we're always excited for opening day. Um, 
you know, and being in a baseball community helps for me being in a baseball city where there is a team. Um, I can go to opening day. I can go to these types of things now. That's going to be fun. But no, it's way too early for me to be thinking about it yet. Yeah, me too. Uh, audience participation with the Sober Carpenter text line open 902-518-3033. Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers. Ask for them by name at your local beer, wine, and spirit store. Regarding how did the NFL do this, Bob in Saskatoon writes in and he says, the NFL promotes teams, not individuals like the NBA. And he says, nice mud, Darren. What does that mean, nice mud? I'm not, I'm not up with you guys, Saskatoon lingo. What's he talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Um, That's not a Saskatoon okay. thing, I don't think. All right. I don't agree with that. I'm sorry. The, the NFL does promote their players, like the sleep number mattress commercials with formerly Dak Prescott, and now they have Jamar Chase, and, uh, and, I, and, and I know who they are. Uh, Justin Jefferson is the other. Right? How many commercials is Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield in his Hulu commercials and uh, Tom Brady yeah. now in the Dunkin' Donuts commercials? I got to take issue with that, Bob. No, that is where these other leagues have very much fallen behind because they are not marketing the individuals and they are marketing the teams. And as a matter of fact, I met with a CFL team last year that said, we're not going to promote players anymore. It's all about the team. I'm like, I wouldn't do that. But who the hell am I? I'll just shut up. I think it's the opposite of what Bob's saying, don't you? Yeah, you have to promote the players. The teams do play a role in that. You have to promote the teams as well. But you got to promote the players. That's how you get to know, you know the personalities and their names and the jersey sales. And you, know, you buy tickets to watch, yes, your team play, but it's because of the players. You know, um, It's just a simple fact. You got to, yeah, the players play the game. Yeah. Connor Bedard filled the barn. And now nobody's going. <laughs> it is all about the players. It's not about the team. Sorry, brah. Herb in Melville writes in and says, uh, NFL marketing is just like Tim Horton's marketing. In our little community, the drive through lineup is unbelievable. Okay, that I, oh my God, Herb. Is he ever right? And it reminds me, like, I don't get people. I would rather go to Martha's Coffee down the street, even if it was, up, was bad, than sit in line for half an hour at Tim Hortons. I don't get it. And I'm sorry that I have to have all these CFL analogies, but it reminds me of the 2013 Grey Cup, and I was still drinking back then. But I'm like, why are these CFL fans waiting two hours to get into Ryderville with 10,000 people when you could go to these other team parties, sorry to say, but Tiger Town stamps, there's nobody in there. You can have the whole place to yourself. Why wouldn't you go in? It's got to go, got to go, got to go. Right, got to be there. Got to have Tim Hortons. I just, it's the mindset. How do you create that mindset? It's still marketing. The one thing is yes. when I say pizza's pizza, and I owned a pizza restaurant, so I'm comfortable saying that, coffee is not coffee, right? No. <laughs> Very rarely are two the same, oddly enough. But you get my point. Buffalo Bill checking in. He says, greetings and no hallucinations from minus seven, North Dakota. Navy Dawn writes in regarding CFL free agency. He says, Jackson, Jeff Coat is not going to sign with anybody. He's in Thailand and no sign of heading back to North America. Oh, this is a different day. This is Winnipeg, Dave number two. 
Do they not have phones in Thailand? Have you not heard of DocuSign? <laughs> hey, Jackson, we're going to send you the contract. Can you just tap your initials on there? Come on, man. He doesn't have his phone on. He's not signing with anybody. <laughs> I got to take a break. Most see an hour two. Yeah, okay. you bet. Barney's next. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at AOL.com. It's never too late. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. RP Show continues, and when we talk hockey, it's brought to you by Common Crown Brewing. Out of Calgary, a commitment to connection and celebration of uniqueness. Check them out at commoncrown.ca, and when you have a choice, when you're buying, make it Common Crown. All right, let's bring in Matthew Barnaby, our good friend. And Barney, I got to say, hey, man, where are you joining us from today, by the way? The ski slopes? That's what it looks like. <laughs> no, I'm actually in the car with, uh, with my billet kid on the way to a junior A hockey practice that I'm helping out with. So I got his, it's very sunny here, a beautiful day in Ottawa, Ontario. I got uh, a little bit of Terminator glasses meets blue blockers. So uh, that's what's going on today, RP. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Barney, I just got back from Super Bowl, and to be honest, man, you must have some Super Bowl stories. It seems like right down your alley, your kind of thing. Have you been? I, I, I've only been to one. We were playing the Atlanta Thrashers, and the night before was the night it was in Atlanta uh, with Tennessee playing St. Louis, Kurt Warren. We the game. I remember we paid $500 for our Yeah, Now it was 20 three years ago roughly um that is awesome awesome time in the parties and uh, clock in the morning we, we played the next day and i was with a couple of guys from our team and i couldn't remember what hotel we were staying at created and had to call my wife at five o'clock in the morning and ask her what hotel uh i was staying at not not a good look um when when your wife's pregnant not it not don't recommend it to anyone out there see this is why you're great helping out these junior teams you can tell them what not to do that's how i make a career <laughs> in what i'm doing trust me people don't understand okay barney i gotta get your take on morgan riley ridley greg i say neither one of them did anything wrong as we sit here waiting for the hearing what's your take on the incident yeah, I hear all about this code, about shooting a puck into the net or 
you know, what, whatever it may be. Listen, the senators don't have much going on, and this is the most exciting. There, there's first of all, there's nothing worse than being in your home building and having 75% of the fans being the opposing team. And that's what happens when Ottawa plays Toronto every single time. So really, Greg did absolutely nothing wrong. If he wants to pound that puck into the back of the net, God bless him. Let him do it. Now, having knowing that, you are showing up the other team. They feel like you're rubbing it in their face. And someone's going, and I have no problem with, with what Riley did. The problem I have is you can't cross-check him in the If it was me, I would have been the first shot in the empty net. I think we can agree on that. I'm an ass when it comes to trying to, to provoke the other team and other teams' fan base. I love it. I relish it. And I wouldn't have also would have been the first to jump on a guy if he did it to our um, it, into our empty net at the end of a game. So I agree with both. I would have done both exactly the same, except for the cross-check to the face. I would have dropped my gloves. I would have jumped on him. You can't cross-check a guy in the face, and for that reason, I think he gets five games, maybe six. Oh, okay, I'm glad to hear you say that. I understand it's not the way it used to be, but you've got some great stories about going to hearings. How much money did you give the NHL on suspension, by the way? You have that figure, right, off the top of your head? Yeah, I think it's $244,640, I believe. Oh, Roughly. Yeah. Yeah. Roughly. So tell me, please, because <laughs> you, you've been through this. What's going on in Mar Morgan Riley's head from the time of the incident to waiting for the hearing? Well, the only good thing is it is his first time offense, 11 years. So that will play into George Peros uh, deciding what he gets. It always always is easier when you want to repeat offender you know what they're going to do and what they normally do is his is an in-person hearing i'm not sure if he took the in-person or if he's just going to do it um o o over a zoom call however they do it but essentially they are going to slow s from when greg took the shot to the end of when he gets escorted out and freeze it frame by frame and all i remember in any of my suspensions and I only had really one on the ice where, where I had to go through this because one was like a fight in a hallway, and that was just like, you're getting suspended there. One was grabbing a fan in Florida. You're getting suspended there. But when I elbowed P.J. Axelson, essentially it was frame by frame, like what are you thinking here? And you're, you're thinking of a way to be conniving and give an excuse. They slow it down frame by frame is when it gets really tough. So he's going to have to think of a very sly way of convincing George Peros that he didn't mean to cross-check him in the face, that this was just reactionary and not predatory. Uh, so when we look at that, I don't think he meant to cross-check him in the face. Unfortunately, you have to have responsibility for your stick. So uh, for that reason, I, I think it's going to be five games, to be honest. You got, a, you got a great story on that, if you recall telling me. I know it was late at night we were driving home, but you said, well, it was Colin Campbell. They were rolling back the frame by frame, and they're like, Matthew, yeah. why did you skate across the ice and elbow him right in the face? And you're like, I don't know. Just find me. I don't have an answer. <laughs> I, and, and I did at that point because in that one, literally, I elbowed PJ right in the chin. And I said to him, I think it was Colin Campbell at the time, and I was like, listen, I, I was frustrated. I was frustrated with my coach. I was frustrated with the game. I was frustrated with myself. And I said, honestly, I deserve to be suspended. 
I, I, I deserve to be suspended. I ended up getting four games uh, for that. Now it would probably be around 10 games, uh, maybe 15 games because it was a blatant elbow. But I had, I, I had no excuse for it at this time. You know, pulling the fan out of the stands and fighting in between periods, I always had like an excuse. But I was just like, I'm going to try to, I'm going to just say I did it. And, and hopefully it doesn't punish me all that bad in four games. I thought I actually got away with something there. What was the impetus you were tweeting here recently about Philly? You're like, the, the, your fans were the ones that treated me the worst, but I would have loved to have played there. What kind of reaction for them? Yeah. What did you like, get for a reaction? Yeah, like, I loved playing in Philly, and I loved that they booed me and gave me death threats and threw crap on me coming into the rink, all of that. Listen, I, 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 it, it plays into exactly what we're talking. It's about rivalries, and we don't have enough rivalries because we've lost a lot of the physical nature of the game and whether it's good or bad whatever people think i'm not here to debate that part but we have lost the rivalries um that that that's for sure because of the physical element of going into a stadium after you know a, a physical night the night before now everyone will be at this next game and my whole thing was yeah i hated philly they hated me but i don't think there would have been a better place for myself to have played at, at a point in my career and near the end when we got into the 2004 lockout, I was negotiating with them. That was, that was a team that I really thought that I would have loved. And I don't think there would have been a better, you know, match made in heaven between the way that I played and the way that they aren't, they aren't passionate. Friends are absolutely crazy and, and, and silly, but man, I love it. I absolutely love it. So I'm actually going down in a few weeks to do a, a Flyers alumni event for the second year in a row. I never thought I'd be invited to anything in Philly. Uh, to get invited back two years in a row. I'm pretty excited about it. Awesome, man. Well, congratulations. I appreciate the time. Always love our chats. Uh, can't wait till the next one, Barty. Enjoy the hockey. Thanks. Congratulations to uh, the Blue Jays. Uh, big offseason putting in those uh, those uh, cup holders in, in behind the seats. Big offseason. Congrats. Bingo! There you go. That's, that's the win. Thank you, Barney. Matthew Barnaby checking in from near Ottawa. Looking very Coach Prime-ish in those shades. Coming right back, we got a lot of topics on the table today. His thoughts there on Morgan Riley. How did the NFL become so far and away number one sport on the planet in terms of viewership? How did they do it? Um, CFL free agency opening today. Lots of things to get to. We'll be right back on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Well, I don't know about you, but this show, to me, I feel has been absolutely amazing. And I'm having fun. So I, I, that's the main thing. Talking about spring training getting going this week. That's not why I'm wearing the Blue Jays quarters. Up. I just like it. But it sure drew a lot of comments, hasn't it? Uh, Ryan in upstate New York writes in. He says, I'm happy that spring training's back, but I probably won't start paying attention until at least June. The season is such a marathon. Um, 
The text line is always fun, 902-518-3033. Don D. in Winnipeg writes in, and I'd like to sit down with Don over a slice of pizza. Because I said earlier, you know, pizza's pizza. I guess I, I, as usual, I was misconstrued. I'll read you Ron, uh, Don's text specifically on the Sober Carpenter text line. Don in Winnipeg says, Rod, I love you, man, but pizza is not pizza. I'm hurt that you would say that. And so would my Italian mother. You've hurt two generations of my family. And it would be three if my son would have heard that. And regarding, regarding Jackson Jeffcoat, I love him too, but he has been hurt for one-third of every season. He has played, but wants huge starter money. So, again, I'll allow it. Just, again, I own the pizzeria, so I, I feel fairly confident in my commenting on it. I guess my point is, I like all pizza. All pizza. I like it all, is my point. So, no, they're not all the same. And I understand it's different. Neapolitan, Chicago deep dish, whatever Pizza Hut's rolling out. I had a friend uh, who told me, okay, story time's always the best, right? I went for supper in Vegas uh, with a friend of mine, Bill Ollie. We went to Vic and Anthony's Steakhouse. And I said, I want this 18-ounce ribeye, Chicago medium, baked potato, butter and bacon bits in a Caesar salad. And I turned to Bill and I said, if I'm going to the electric chair the next day, this is what I'm ordering the night before. And he says to the server, I'll have the same thing. He's a farmer from Rolo. And, uh, but I had a friend in Calgary. He's with the Flames, actually, and we were having supper. And I said, if you're going to the electric chair the next day, what are you ordering the night before for your last supper? He said, Domino's pizza. And I'm like, Domino's? Ugh. But he's like, you asked. So you see, like it's beauties in the eye of the beholder. So I guess that's my point. Pizza's pizza. I like it all. It's how you dress it up. Coffee's not. Some I hate, some I love. There's a big difference. That's all I was saying. I get to a lot of your comments next hour when Moose comes back. And there's a lot here. We don't have time to get to them all. And I love the Winnipeg people, by the way. It's funny with Barney saying he's been invited back to Winnipeg to a Flyers alumni event. And who would have ever thought that? I would have never thought we'd have all these viewers in Winnipeg. But I kind of think that the Philly people got Barney just like the Winnipeg people get me. I just love what we do. We like to stir it up, but it's over. Sports update, there are 11 games in the NHL tonight, including four in Canada. The Oilers host the Detroit Red Wings. The Surging Blues are at Toronto. The Montreal Canadiens host the Ducks. And the Blue Jackets visit the Ottawa Senators. The league-leading Vancouver Canucks wrap up a five-game road trip playing the Blackhawks in Chicago. Next hour, Moose and I will play NHL Bet Regal Breakaway Bets. There are six games in the NBA, uh, NBA tonight, including a matchup in Brooklyn between the Nets and Eastern Conference-leading Boston Celtics, who have won four straight. The Raps, who lost last night to lowly San Antonio, sorry, 122.99 are off until Wednesday when they host Spicy P and the Pacers. And Kansas City will be turning red on Valentine's Day as the Chiefs celebrate their come-from-behind overtime Super Bowl win over the San Francisco 49ers with a big parade. School cancellation announcements for Wednesday began just minutes after Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs won the NFL title. Sports update is for Common Crown Brewing. Visit them at commoncrown.ca. And for Landmark Cinemas in theaters now, Argyle, starring Samuel L. Jackson, Brian Cranston, and John Cena.
An introverted spy novelist is drawn into the activities of a sinister underground syndicate. Argyle in Landmark Cinemas now. Moose returns, your comments and questions, and Kathy Goche after this brief pause on Game Plus and Key Radio. How about that? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.